In the Rut with Kyle Johnson. This week's episode is with Mr. Nathan Barkasy, a young man whose life is quite incredible after it changed forever in 2016 while riding his bicycle. This young man is a true testament to the human spirit and is one of the hardest working young men I've ever met. Nathan will get on here and talk about how his life changed forever, tell you about what happened to him and how he learned from that and grew his life from there. Let's get into it. going on dude not a lot how are you dude i am you know we're all living this dream the quarantine dream you know (laughs) yeah it's wild bro i haven't talked to you in so long dude it's been what a year two years maybe yeah probably two years now been a been a while yeah crazy man dude how have you been doing you're you're a big deal now huh oh no not not that big of a deal i've just been we're riding bikes as much as I can. All right. Well, that means you're a big deal because you're a big deal in the biking world. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe a little bit. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So what is it looking like right now for you? Like, what are you what are you doing with all this quarantine shutdown? And I know you said that you weren't able to go to Europe to race. Um, are you able to do anything or is it all just kind of training? Is it even training at this point? Right now, I'm just hanging out because the world's kind of uncertain. But uh, some of the road world tour stuff's being rescheduled now. So hopefully, we'll get some cyclocross stuff rescheduled and we'll hopefully be able to go race in Europe this winter and uh, do that kind of thing. But it just kind of depends on how the corona destroys the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I know I was reading something about, I think, is the Tour de France going to happen? Like, in, it's going to, it's delayed, right? back to like september or something yeah um right but my road world is like right at the end of it like road world starts right at the end of the tour so really that'll be interesting to see what they do there but yeah crazy world we're living in now yeah right it's weird all right let's uh get into you what have you been up to man i have been i have just been I've been doing college and um, I've been doing, it's a bummer because I was going to, I was training to run a marathon this year and I was going to, I was going to do that, but um, that got canceled because of coronavirus. And so I ran a, I did a half marathon down on the Bosque um, two days ago. So I'm, I'm, I'm running now, man. It's fun, dude, because I don't, I don't, I don't get to get back on the bike that often, you know. Yeah. Um, but since I've been here, my girlfriend's with me here in Albuquerque during this um, quarantine, and um, I've been able to take her out on the bike a few times. And hey, man, you know what I'm doing? I got her to ride the bike with no hands, so she's yeah. going pro, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into your story a little bit, because. You talking about running a marathon doesn't sound that crazy until you hear your story. So, yeah, let's talk about that. For sure, dude. Yeah, so you and I, I mean, you know this. I don't know whoever yep. may not, but um, we used to be on the same uh, cycling team. And I started off in middle school. I started riding. And then my going into my freshman year of high school, 
I mean, my first race that I did was the state championship time trial, and I won. I won my age group for that. So I thought, hey, man, this is pretty cool. I'm going to stick with cycling. So yeah. uh, I stuck it out, and then freshman year of high school, I played basketball, so I wasn't really training for cycling that much. But then the basketball season ended a month before the Tour of the Gila, and I did some training with the team, and I went out. And um, I was the youngest person to win the Cat 4 Tour of the Gila. So then I thought, hey, let's go to Nationals, you know. So I went to Nationals that summer with you. In- that was fun. <laughs> Um, yes sir I know it's wild right and we would um didn't we we stopped in it's did we stop in in vegas we stopped in vegas on the way back and uh we were on the strip at like midnight yeah yeah that was fun (laughs) it was just funny man because you were how old were you at that time you were in middle school still right no i would have been i would have been just like I've been going into middle school, so I would have been like twelve. Yeah, that's crazy. I twenty fifteen. <laughs> it was hilarious, man. Cause we were just walking around, and you were a little, you were a little kid, and I was like, "Oh man, the strip, you know? Let's yeah. do it." And um, that was actually crazy because my dad had just, um, I think he had just gotten in a bike crash, and he had a huge swollen foot. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, so he had to drive us. He was driving you and your mom. Or, yeah, you, your mom, me, and your dad were driving out to California, and he just had a like a brick is a foot, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean that was cool, dude. And then I uh, I got I placed top ten in nationals. So I I you know I figured there was there was something down the road for me, just like you, you know. Maybe you and I would be able to go race in Europe together someday. And then uh, that following winter uh, i was training with my coach and um adam Beezy, my uh my best my best teammate you know at that time and um we i was hit by a car down at we were on course and so then yeah i was in a coma for two weeks i was in the icu for a month and then i went to craig hospital for two months afterwards and um so now, I mean, yeah, because we're still we're still dealing with all the legal issues and all of the like all of the law side of that aspect. And, um, I mean, I can't really talk too much about that, but because of that, I'm not really able to ride the bike that often because I need to be careful, you know. Um, it turns out that senior year um, of high school, I I really hadn't been back on the bike that much, <laughs> but then it was the first day of spring break, my senior year. And uh, it was such a nice day. So I thought, you know what? I need to go ride. But I don't trust cars, so I only rode on bike paths. So I went up on the bike path on tramway, like next to tramway, you know, the separate bike path for pedestrians. Yep. So I was riding on that, and I was coming to an intersection, and I started to slow down a little bit because I saw that there was a car parked. But he was parked behind the white line, which is where you're supposed to be. And, like, I thought, oh, he's going to let me go. It's my green light. I have the right of way to go. This is a good driver. The second I got about two feet away from the intersection, he just took off in front of me. So I had to slam my brakes. I flipped over my handlebars, smacked into the side of the car. That threw me on the ground, and I broke my arm. So number two happened, and I thought, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't even know that that crash even happened. Um, I've heard Kane talk about it a little bit, but I didn't know that actually even happened. So it's interesting to hear that. 
come from you. Yeah, no, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It was so funny though because I was on the swim team at my high school at that time, and um, <laughs> this second because I got a cast for my from my arm. Mm-hmm. And everybody just started signing it. And they were saying, like, Nathan, this is just bad karma for you and the bike. You know, get off the bike. It was funny. One of my friends um, said, Nathan, or no, cars two, Nathan zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's true. Maybe maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then since, since then, since the accident, you've done all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You've been all over the world doing... I don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually last semester, um, thank God I went before this coronavirus outbreak happened. Um, but last semester I was in Europe for the entire semester. And because um, wow. my uh, university, my college has a sister campus in Gaming, Austria. And so um, I was able to study abroad with all of my friends over there. Actually, it was really cool. And we would, they gave us um, three day weekends every weekend. And so we were able to travel to a different country pretty much every weekend. I was able to hit 10 different countries and I did a mission trip in Slovakia for a week and we spent a week in Italy and oh my gosh, man, that was so incredible. And it was it was actually really cool because I got to go up in the Alps while I was out there. No, my whole life, Kyle, my whole life, I've been wanting to go to the Alps, and definitely on a different on a different type of situation. You know, I would rather be racing. Um, but hey, man, I got to I got to get there. However, I did, you know. So it was it was cool to be there finally, you know. I think for everybody, the dream is to go race in the Alps when you're when you're a roadie, and that's like a big part of it. So, yeah, to even just get to go, even if you can't even ride your bike there, it's still a big, big thing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. But are you so you're you're um you're doing cyclocross alone, right? Uh, full on my own deal with my own program and sponsors and which is a little bit different than what we used to do back in the day where we had like 20 riders go on a group ride every week together, which, you know, I'll always cherish those moments with you guys, but yeah, just my own thing these days. Okay. So you, do you do like training by yourself then? Yep. Uh, pretty much from basically the end of July through what'll now be February. Cause I'll be trying to go to the world championships. I'll train basically alone. Uh, 25 to 25 to 30 hours a week nice lots of hours that's a lot of hours that's good yeah lots of time on the bike lots of time running doing that okay because apparently you have to run in this sport i didn't i didn't know that (laughs) man how'd you why'd you sign up for that sport running and riding a bike come on dude the only thing worse is a triathlon Let's get into like your. This is in the rut, so uh, let's get into your experience in cyclocross. Um, I know it wasn't your favorite. Thing <laughs> oh, Kyle. See now, here's the you got me, bro. All right, so this is this is the one. So I I was a roadie, like you were saying, and I was I was good at it, you know. Oh, oh, but um, I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you remember. I wasn't the best with the technical stuff. 
and um we would do you know once i after i quit basketball i was doing cycling like year round and um obviously steven our coach had us doing every type of cycling you know we were doing cyclocross we were doing road biking we were doing a little bit of mountain biking here and there and um so then for the cyclocross races during like the fall um that we would host and that we would go to i would i would bomb like the straightaway parts like i would just go hard you know and catch up with a bunch of people or pass a bunch of people but the second i would get to any technical stuff i just knew it was all over you know <laughs> and I think I still have videos of you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that most definitely would be me. Um, but no, yeah. So, I mean, I'm a – and cyclocross, dude, I love cyclocross. It's a it's a different sport, you know. It's a lot of testosterone, a lot of, lot of crazy adrenaline in it, you know. Um, but it was definitely I – was, I was much better at the, like, the long road stuff, you know. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, you were like the, the the dude to be when we were juniors. It was like, if you could be as fast as Nathan, you're, you're yeah. pretty fast. And so I was like always striving to be that. And I feel like we built a, a pretty decent bond because we were like the higher dudes on the team. And we were, you know, the guys that we could actually see a future. And then, you know, in 2016, when your accident happened, it like completely changed racing for a yeah. lot of us like i didn't i stopped racing road after you after your accident and then the team fell yeah, apart. Did. i mean we adam tried to hold it together him and tane and it just didn't work it wasn't the yeah. same well yeah i, mean, I think, think it's that, i think it's i think it's got to be so hard for steven and adam especially because they they both remember the accident totally. I don't remember any of it, um, obviously, but they both remember it fully, and I think that's got to be so hard for them. But I, I do see some change. But and also, Kyle, I think um, you were just saying, you know, you and me were were kind of the top dogs on that one, and you were you were younger, so you were just coming up, you know. But I I saw it in you, and I was hoping to I was hoping to go pro and all that. But I'll be honest, Kyle. Um, Seeing all of your seeing all of your posts and your updates on like Instagram and stuff, it just oh man, dude, it makes me so happy, man. I don't want to sound like a dad or anything, <laughs> like a proud dad or anything, but I'm just saying, dude, like you you still doing all this is everything that I was hoping to do, and like I just I'm glad, like I'm almost living through you with all your with all your racing, you know, every time. Every time you post some sort of successful update on some national championship or something, I always look at it and I think, hey, that's my guy. He's doing it for us, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it was it was kind of like for me, it was like a lot of the guys stopped. It was like, I can't. Yeah. Play, you know? <laughs> I got to make like, it's like, I got to make yeah. proud. You know, we we put in so many hours on the bike together. We traveled together. We raced together. We gotta, we gotta keep going. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was, it was fun, man. It was, it was fun. I think a big part of the team, especially when you left, the team changed a lot because you, we didn't have the energy that you oh, brought. Yeah. Just the wild. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wild nature energy. That's true. Steven, Steven would always just make fun of me because I was just a crazy guy, you know. I mean, that's that's also what I miss, man, is that there's no way to get out my wild energy now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently running is your, is your Yeah, it is. It's a, that's a tough one, man. It's cool that you're trying to run a marathon. Yeah. You went from like like we're talking like I guess it's five years yeah. ago now. Yeah. Four years ago. Like just like four years ago, a few months ago. And like you were almost dead. Like and now you're trying to run a yeah. marathon. That's ridiculous. It is it is pretty cool. And it's dude, it's it's miraculous. It's incredible my recovery. Um oh, because the fact that because I just finished um after all of our courses went online for this semester. Um, I just finished my finals. So I'm done with sophomore year of college and um, I'm, I'm running, like I did a half marathon two days ago and I want to run a full marathon. I mean, whenever the next one is available. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's incredible, man. And I get, I do get to hop on the bike still occasionally. I'm just super wary of the cars, you know? So I, I solely stick on bike paths and I try to just ride down at the Bosky or on bike paths that don't really come into any counteraction with the cars, you know? But it is, dude, it's amazing. It's amazing the what I've been able to do after this accident because you're right. I was... I was on like life support and I was, I was nearly dead for almost two weeks, you know? I mean, and, and so you, you graduated on time. Correct. Yeah. So this thing happens in January, like right as school starts again and you were in, how, when did you leave rehab? I left rehab in, I think May. So, and then were you doing school in rehab or did you wait until well i started doing i started doing a little bit of school just to get my brain working again in rehab but then once i got home from denver from craig hospital um, i had to remake an entire semester of classes over the summer so yeah so i was able to i was able to do that that summer and then the following semester um, I just, I was back up with my class, you know, which is amazing. And my parents, man, <laughs> my parents put me through the work, dude. I, um, they put me the, the, um, honors calculus, honors pre-calculus teacher at St. Pius is an incredible teacher and they wanted me to have her as my teacher. So they put me the semester after I got a traumatic brain injury, they put me in honors pre-calculus, man. <laughs> they're like yeah, yeah. you just gotta yeah they're like you know what suck it up nathan you gotta do it yeah but i was also that year i was also in ap literature and i'm i'm happy man because i took the ap test and that gave me college credit for english so i don't have to take an english credit for college so hey man i'm i'm loving my my recovery and how well it went you know yeah i mean a lot of people don't rec i mean literally your recovery yeah. is miraculous. A lot of people don't recover that way. And to go from where you were to where you are now, you know, traveling all over the world in college, like in like less than four yeah. years. Like, no, it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. 
and you go to, you go to Ohio, Georgia, yeah. Ohio, correct? Franciscan University. It's a Catholic university. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm studying business management. And I actually, it was cool. I was, okay. it's a bummer. Earlier this semester, um, I was going through the works to get a company started up there. I was going to start a storage unit and it was really cool because I was able to partner with the school. I got like some acceptance from the VP of finance and I was working with the people who work for the city of Steubenville to work on like the planning and rezoning of the area that I was going to be building on. And I was in contact with a construction team from York, Pennsylvania. And it was all, it was all going into the work and I had a, some um, investors that were really interested and I had it all in the works and then this coronavirus hit and everything kind of fell apart. So my hope is that eventually one day I can get some sort of company started up, but I'm not sure what that's going to be because I tried one and that didn't really work. So what are you going to do? Well, you're going to play before you figure it out. But it's cool. Oh, I have a question for you. I know that um, who there was a, because you guys were coached by who once once the accident happened. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, his his dad came in and kind of tried to coach us, and at that point, most me like me, Tane, and Cole, the riders that are still like actually racing bikes, um, we split off and we were all kind of doing our own thing at that point. Um, but yeah. Bill, Bill, and I, Bill stepped up and he tried to keep the team together and keep but the team going. Didn't Bill get hit by a car too. That's that's the other. Bill. Oh, okay, so okay, it's Matt. Got hit by a car a little over a year ago. Um, and pretty similar situation, you know, TBI, the whole deal. Um, hit. He was he was a hit and run though, so that's a little bit different. Okay, but. is he doing all right? Do you know? Yeah, I saw him. I saw him a, like I. I mean, it was probably over a year ago now, and I saw him like a few months after it happened, and he seemed pretty pretty decent. Um, you know, still still like the little things, but he's coming back around now. So, you know, that's unfortunate part of the sport. Well, that's I mean that's true, and that's what Stephen used to tell us too. You know, he would tell us that cycling is like the most dangerous sport, and I mean, it's true. I think it's true in regard to the, I mean, the amount of crashes that. I experienced during the races and during training and stuff, but honestly training, just the training experience, because you kind of need to get on the road sometimes, you know, especially if you're doing, especially if you're doing road, like roadie stuff. Um, I mean, I think it's just so dangerous because I've heard since my accident, I've heard of at least, at least eight people who got hit by cars after my accident, um, just in, in our cycling community, you know, Unfortunately, it's the whole. It's not. Um, yeah, exactly. Win. You know, I've been, I've been, not not bad, but like buzzed by cars, hit by cars, slid across hood, like yeah. just total. That's why. Yeah. No, I do smart move. Well, I mean, and you're also the goat at like cyclocross stuff too. So. Well, I mean, it's it's yeah. just hard work. Yeah, it is. It's cool. So it. that is um. What's that like training by yourself? Because I know that for cyclocross, especially, um, I mean, I guess, I guess cyclocross would be more so of like a closer to an individual sport than road road is because like road is a lot of teamwork involved, you know, but what's that like? Like, how do you, how do you continue to 
you know, build progress in your form and in speed and stuff. If you're not necessarily looking at any competition that's training with you or anything. Um, for me, it's just, you know, you look at your numbers um, and you just keep building on those numbers, you know, just keep working at it. Like, I mean, if you keep doing the same thing, eventually yeah. you're going to get better at it. So just keep putting in the work all the time. And, you know, you go to, I mean, at this point we're racing almost every weekend. So you can start to see like the growth and the build or the decline or whatever it is that's happening. Um, so that's pretty nice because you can kind of base your your work into it but just kind of depends okay and do you race because i know you said you were racing in europe at one point do you race in new mexico at all anymore or is it just are you going like abroad and stuff um i raced in new mexico i think once um steven put on a race this year and i just went out and hung out oh, and pedaled around and that whole thing it's not really racing here anymore it's just like i'm gonna go do some training intervals and maybe get some cash for it. But yeah, mainly uh, this year I raced in 25 states, three <laughs> countries. That's crazy. It, it, I mean, like you never think like when you're like how we were back in the day, and yeah. you never think you're going to make it. And then you make it and you're like, wow, I never yeah, thought I'd be here. It. It's like you're, you're sitting on a plane to Belgium and you're like, wow. Yeah, that's that's so, so cool. And you're with because I know I've seen your jersey. Are you with Giant or are you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sponsored by uh, Giant Bicycles and Hi-Fi Sound. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, I work with them, and then um, I'm an ambassador for Giant too. So I'm like, I get as many as many things from Giant as I possibly can without okay. being a pro. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. cool, man. That's the, that's the way to do it. And it's crazy because like I'm only 16, so it's like I still got a whole world of. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm gonna, dude. When you're, I don't know, when you're like 25 or something. Let's say in 10 years, 26. Um, I'll be I'll be hopefully making some money, and we can I'll fly out to Europe and I'll watch you win world championships. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really is that surreal. is crazy that you're doing it though. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean it's just okay. passion at this point. I don't I don't know yeah. anything else. It's like I can't quit racing bikes because what was I doing? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I think that's one of the craziest parts about like I think about your accident, I'm like, you know. Yeah. His thing was racing bikes. So how did how did you figure dude, it out? Dude, it's a <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um but it was dude, I'll be honest, Kyle. It was it was really, really tough, man, because um one of the first things I can remember after my accident um was I was at Craig Hospital and my neuropsychologist who was helping like helping me with my recovery, like mental recovery told me he said Nathan you you're not going to be able to to race again like it's just it's far too dangerous if you get another if you if you even just crash your brain is so fragile now that if you crash just like you usually do 
in let's say a road race or in a criterium or something you would get another brain injury and like that would that would turn me into a vegetable you know like it would it would actually it would actually yeah. like end my brain pretty much and so he said it's it's not really worth it like that's your life is on the line now and when he when he told me that i just yeah. that day i can just remember when he told me that i just had this sinking feeling you know i just i was like what what do i do because for for like and i was really new to the sport too honestly i was only i was only two and a half years into my like cycling quote unquote career when i was top 10 in the nation you know and, um yeah and i was yeah i was only like a year and a yeah, half like, into my cycling career when i won the tour of the gila so that was that was literally because you I mean you know we would ride we would ride every day for hours you know that was my life yeah I I remember it's like like I think about it I'm like I've been racing bikes for 11 years it's like what else would I do with my life if I couldn't race bikes and then I start like have to think about it because you know it can happen in a split second and you know, you're like, you are, you got to yeah. figure out something else to do. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And so that's what, I don't know. That's what my hope is. And that's what, that's what I was doing originally after the accident. Um, I thought, you know what, if nothing else, I need to change, change this horrific thing that we experience, which is like all these cars hitting bike riders, you know, uh, not even just, not even like the cycling community, like just anybody on a bike, you know, it's just dangerous if you're going to be next to cars. And so, um, so that's what I, I mean, that's what I did after my accident um, is that I, we had to go, the, the man who hit me, we had a sentencing with him in court and I asked the judge, I said, honestly, judge, it wouldn't be fair. Um, it wouldn't be fair for this man to go to prison for a mistake he made. Uh, like what, what would actually, what would actually be good for this? Because the reason that would be considerable is because since I was reported as a fatality by the police, like it was a big deal. And so um, I told her, I told the judge, I said, honestly, your honor, I just, I think it would be cool if this guy could do community service and I would love to go speak with him at different driving schools and we can talk about the dangers of distracted driving. So that's actually, that's actually what we did. We were able to, um, that following semester, actually the following year, um, I went with the guy who hit me and, uh, we went and we talked to driving schools about like the dangers of distracted driving. And so, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know like what I'm doing <laughs> at this point, but I, I do hope that eventually I can do something to help help the community around the world yeah. that has to deal with the effects of distracted driving, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the hardest things is like, there's, I mean, the way you guys handled that was really incredible. I mean, a lot of people would have just been like, he has to go to prison this, you know, but you guys, you know, took it to a whole nother level of like, you know, we want to make this, we don't want to ruin <laughs> this guy's life, but we want him to learn. We want to help other people learn. Um, I think one of the biggest things too is in our cycling community, I've noticed it more and more as I've done like bigger events and like done big events with sponsors and stuff is the way cyclists act on the road as well. Um, 
I mean, a lot of accidents where cyclists get hit are like out of rage, like, mm-hmm. like oh, there's a cyclist, I have to hit them. And I think because like I've seen people like weaving in and out of traffic, running stop signs on their bikes, and I'm like, yeah, what are you guys doing? Like, this is a this is a public road. You have to follow the yeah. rules of the road too. And like your in your case, your cases stuff like yours just doesn't happen very often. Where it was like a legitimate accident, you know, a lot of the time it's like it was some sort of road rage that happened, and that. Yeah, you know, yeah, people's lives get ruined. Which is way. true, and I mean, I think because that's what that's what we've been also talking about is that some some cyclists, you know, they just kind of go crazy on the road, and I mean, I think it, it should be. I think both aspects of it is that on for for road cyclists, I think it's important to notice that, like, yes, we have all the rights of the road, you know, but also take into consideration that we're mm-hmm. fragile, you know. Like the people, the people in the cars, they have the protection of the car, but we don't have anything on the road, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing that, you know, people have to learn is like, not all cyclists are the same. Like we're not all. Yeah. That want to run stop signs and stuff. And it's like, we're humans too. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you, you did like. Like when you guys made the decision during your that sentencing to do that, it was like, yeah, people didn't people don't do that. Like, you like brought like being a human to the highest extent. You're like, this guy's a human too. Yes, he ruined like what my life was before this, but you know we shouldn't have to ruin his life. Yeah, too. yeah. I think that's like that's like really big. Um, you know, there's a lot people can learn from you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah, it's important to just take take all of that into consideration with yeah, with like the cycling and with the danger of especially being on the road. You know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. We're, all right. How long do these usually go? If you want to keep talking, we can keep talking. If you're done, right. <laughs> done. I don't 